Hello and welcome to the LOE Podcast. In this week's episode, we discuss the final series, movements and news from our early off-season, the EPL, and much more. Well, basically, it's just us rambling, but I hope you enjoy it all the same. I'm Phil James, and I'm joined by Luke Boyce and Josh Howe. And we're back for the last podcast of this season. Yay. It's been a while. How are you two? Uh, not too bad. Uh, final series was a good one. Uh, yeah. Adelaide deserve winners. It's always oh, good. We're going to run through that. It's always good not being we'll involved. Get, we'll so what we're going to do, we'll we're going to start off our... Okay, let's just start. Um, right. Now, it was early in the morning for me. In um, I was out near Gloucester. And I thought to myself, look, I'm going to tune in... In England. It. Just yes, in, backstory, in England. In England. Yes, sorry. And I thought, um, I'll tune in and uh, I might watch some um, some of the streaming of Us vs. Jets. And uh, one minute in, oh, we're down 1-0. Yeah, let's, and do, we, do we really have to talk about that? Yeah, we do, yeah. Because we've got to review every single game of our season. <laughs> and then I noticed that Izzo went off. So can you two, well, I've seen the video, but can you two just explain to me what happened? Okay, so kick off was what Jets kicked off. They just booted it long, we booted it back. They went out the went out the left. Uh, was it like a long ball? Izzo's like, oh, I better go out and get that. Completely misses the ball, gets kicked in the head by someone, was, and yeah, then was they an tap elbow. it into an empty net. It was an elbow. Um, he got elbowed in the head, but it he didn't never should have been out there. He, oh, he, it was a ball that he didn't have to come out for. No. Someone, I think it might have been Poscolero or um, they would they had it, it covered. Have, yeah, definitely had him covered. And so did that, sum out, did that sum up our season? Yes. Absolutely. Okay, to that's all I wanted to know. So Perfectly summed it up. What was that was what was the score in that? We lost four that. two. Four two. So we we go through what ten years without uh, with with only losing to the Jets once at home, and then they beat us twice in a season. So the, I know that's mm. been that's when we know we've had a really bad season. Plenty to make up for next season. But two away games next season with them already keen. Okay, so that was our season done and dusted. Um, then Thank it carried God. on. Uh, Brisbane beating Victory. Um, I think that was a bit of a surprise. That was um, a very average game until probably the last 10 minutes where it livened up a little bit. Borussia scored from the corner. Uh, Borussia even got one, which is surprising. Yes, forget who scored the equaliser. It was, what, three weeks ago now? Or two weeks ago? But I just, yeah, well, Broich, sco- it, so Broich, scores, Broich scores from the corner in the last minute to win the game for Brisbane. And uh, Borussia was shown by the Fox cameras to be crying, which was very... I did see those pictures. It was a very good image for uh, neutral fans that don't like Borussia. And a few Brisbane fans, probably. Yep. And City <laughs> beat Perth. Um, I didn't... That wasn't really a surprise. For, for Naroli, just... What a machine. That overhead kick from the corner was ridiculous. Yep. There's, there's been a few things come out this week that apparently he asked for so like 2.5 million or something oh. from City. Which they could probably easily pay it, but they might not want to. And then uh, I think City offered him offered him about one point eight or something like that <sighs> to stay. Um, I think uh, he's worth that, to be honest. If he keeps up that form, yeah, so do I. Well, then, then obviously they need to probably try and f- factor in that is it a one season thing or you know he's only done it for one year and. Um, I think he's good enough knows. to do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd. I'd love well. to. I'd love to see him stick with stick with City and be in the league. Though he's a great um great yeah. ambassador for the league. I really hope he stays. He's probably the perfect marquee in the sense that no one knew who he was when he came here, but now he's a proper marquee, yeah. and he should be their token player that they 
have everywhere. To me, a, bums and to me, a, yeah. per, a perfect marquee in the A League is someone who's too good for the A League. So yeah. well, that's definitely what Fornaroli is. I reckon he could he could easily go to a top league in Europe and do well. Yeah, I think he had a few offers like back home in Uruguay as well. So. Yeah, yep. But um, the lifestyle here and hopefully he stays. Hopefully, yep. So that was uh, City's last win for the season with Adelaide beating them four one after that. Adelaide, oh, Adelaide on top form, uh, deserve deserve winners. Um, a couple of ex players of ours going missing. So Caseras uh, <laughs> and Fitzgerald won as much silverware as the Mariners did this season. Thanks for the three hundred k city. Yep, thank you. That and paid now, off the debts or a little bit of it. The FFA are going to bring in the Anthony Caseras rule to stop mid season uh, transfers. Melbourne City doing what they did this year with him. So. It'll be interesting, and we got what, what, we got the best out of it of what we could. So. What a legacy! What a legacy to leave Great the legacy. Anthony Caseras rule. Oh, while we're on rules, uh, remember was it the start of the season where there was a check keeper that we we're interested in from Everton, mm. and we couldn't sign him because he was under twenty, and FFA don't allow uh, international players that are under twenty to come into the A League for some reason. So uh, on loan, I think it's on loan. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's right. That's right. So. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I don't know, but Sean, it was announced at Sean, the um, it was so. okay. Well, Sean said at the medal dinner, which was a very fun night, that all ten clubs agreed that that rule should be scrapped, and then the FFA are meeting in July to I think overview it. So hopefully that gets scrapped, and next season we could uh, possibly get a few uh, decent Everton youngsters mm. to uh, apply their trade with us. Yeah, the there was also, I think there was a young Irish guy, it might have been, that we were interested in, that was banging in the goals for Everton's youth team, and again, we couldn't sign him because I think he was 19 or whatever. Yep. And I think this week, uh, Melbourne City have written to the FFA um, on top of all the clubs agreeing that the rules should be scrapped, that uh, they want it scrapped as much as we do because they want to try and get some of Manchester City's youth players online. Can't blame them. That's that's so, what the, the partnership is for, really. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully, it just makes sense. Hopefully yep. it works and everybody can stop whinging that the partnership means nothing because it does, but the FFA are stopping us uh, from using it's, it to it's our advantage. It's those uneducated views where people just don't really know what they're talking about. They, just listen need, to they, this need podcast. Some, they need some backstory on what's going on. Right, in a game where defending seemed to go out the window, uh, Wanderers beat Brisbane Moore 5-4. Cracking that game. That was a cracker, Absolute cracking game. Uh, magnificent game for the neutral, probably um, heart attack-inducing for both sets of fans. Um, Brisbane Moore looked like it was, it, was, it was done. The game was done. It was 3-0 in, what, 20 minutes? Mm, something like uh, that. Raw, I think, maybe got a bit complacent. And then pff, didn't seem like long until Wanderers were 3-all and they went in front. McLaren makes it four four, and then Vitasic scores. Wanderers fifth in extra time. It was uh, it was scenes, absolute scenes. But uh, it was uh the last bit of joy the Wanderers would have that have this season. Yeah, I don't think it'll go down in history as a top quality game, but in terms of drama, goals, and just neither team could defend to save their lives. It was like watching us a little bit, and um, you know I said this ages ago that I didn't think Brisbane would win anything because they were prone to that kind of a collapse, and they did exactly that. So, um, you know, they did well this this year, Brisbane, considering everything that happened uh, in the last off-season with the ownership and all that sort of stuff. So I think they exceeded a I lot think, of expectations. Yeah, for sure. I think they can be very happy with the year they had. But uh, Wanderers did well to come back. And at home, in front of that big, loud crowd, they definitely spurred them on. Yep. And this leads us into the grand final. Adelaide beating Wanderers 3-1. 
Great uh, to see. Deserving to win, see. deserving win for Adelaide. Better, they were the better team. Wanderers sort of had that probably 15 or 20 minutes of the second half where they were dominant and got the got a goal back yeah. through our, no one expected it, Scott Neville. Came in from the decent goal, came in it from the right, cracking and scored finish. a cracking goal. But um, I think after that, Adelaide sort of hang on, and then what Sanchez scored in the 88th minute to seal it, and absolute bedlam and scenes in Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. Mm. I'll be honest, I wasn't even going to watch it. Just I don't know why I just wasn't that interested in it. Maybe most likely because if the Wanderers had have won, we would have never heard the end of it. Um, but I'm glad I watched most of it in the end because it was a really good game. 50, was it 51? 50,119. 50, just 119, over 50k, sorry. so yep. obviously not a football venue, which is disappointing, and hopefully it is... It's a know, decent atmosphere, though. It for was. A cricket atmosphere. Very loud, very loud. Plenty of uh, Wanderers, I think it was about 5,000-ish. Plenty of uh, broken chairs in the away end. Yeah, but fair play to the Adelaide um, end, because they made plenty of noise as well, and hopefully it um, means that Highmarsh can maybe get a little bit of an upgrade, but they need to start having that ground sold out every week next season because... Which the, they were doing that a few seasons ago. Yeah, yeah, but the support's obviously there. And they've been... they were You know, they were a good side last year and they've been awesome most of this year, even though they were last after uh, round eight, I think it was. Was it? Like, so, they couldn't win a game in the first eight rounds and then just... Went, like, uh, was it Simon Hill? Or they said they'd, they'd only lost like one of their past 20 games. Yeah, so. I think it's it's very close to the biggest turnaround in... Uh, Australian football history in terms yep. of where they were and where they ended up. So to go from last to go from last from, you know, after eight rounds in a twenty-seven round season, then to go on to yeah. win the title is a pretty pretty decent achievement. I think Armour finally got what he wanted to the players, and they just adjusted to his style and they played it very well. And hmm. Perez um, becomes joint top um, goal scorer coming on from the subs. Sanchez. Sorry, Sanchez. Perez. Yeah. Patricio Perez. <laughs> Not Perez, sorry, Sanchez. He was uh, a decent player Rico. back in the day. Um, yeah, it was, you know, I think that... Um, Perez was hopeless. <laughs> Controversial. Didn't he, I, didn't he score in like a derby and everyone was like, everyone was going hectic, going hectic around him? I remember reading um, uh, a 442 article the morning of that grand final, which we won't talk about. And um, it was like, he was... Translated and he's saying, "Yeah, I'm going to stay with the Mariners and all that sort of stuff." And it was clear by the end of that day that he wasn't going to stay with us. He didn't even play the game. He pulled mm. out. And yeah, it would. It's unfortunate because he's something that could have been very good for a long time. And I think he was homesick. So. He, he wasn't. Was, wasn't the reason he was homesick. He was homesick. Yeah. yeah. And he, I don't think he put the effort in anyway. No, probably not. He, remember, he um, remember that. Remember that game against Sydney away when he like made a massive dive and we got a penalty. I don't think it was a dive though, and I have spoken about this before. Come on, no, there was was a dive. But if the the point is, if um, Bazanich had to put the goal, put the ball in the net from six yards, which he didn't, then it wouldn't have been a penalty, and then no one would have mentioned it. Yep, true. Well, this is this is (laughs) this is going a while back now. We're reminiscing about the old days. Anyway, well, that's when we yeah, were the, the one thing that was kind of annoying about the whole Adelaide thing, because they've obviously done the double as well, is that um, when they got the Premiership trophy, they did it at the stadium, oh, like yeah. after <laughs> training in front Wednesday? of no one. On a Monday afternoon on with a, no yeah, one there. An afternoon during the week. And that's just rubbish. Like, I don't have an issue with playing finals here because, you know, if we got rid of them, I'd 
wouldn't be up in arms about it, but we have them and, you know, it's a bit of fun and that sort of stuff. And um, But more of a deal needs to be made about coming first after a whole season. It's, 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 like, giving, it's like giving Leicester the Premier League title on a Monday yeah. afternoon after the game with no one there. Yeah, and don't call it a minor premiership because I hate that. Just that's an, NR, that's an NRL term, a very a rugby league term. Yeah, you know, it's a massive achievement to be top of the table after 27 rounds. And the grand final, you know, the finals are just sort of an added bonus. Especially but, after being last after eight rounds. Yeah. So hopefully that's Damien De Bowen's last involvement and he can clear his desk and How does he still have a job? Jump. Like, seriously, how does Damien De Bowen still he, have a well, he job? Doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. Seriously. He's left. He's just hanging around like a bad smell. Yeah. Anyway, Sean, I know you listen to this. Can you write a letter to the FFA? We want all the games on the last round at the same time. Oh, Yes. And the trophy to be at the most appropriate place. I don't care if the fans have to wait be a, what, hours for a the 3 PM, show up. A 3 p.m. Sunday other kickoff, all simultaneous, or anything, anything. As long anything. as like it, the trophy can be in a sort of halfway zone. Make a couple of replicas. Out well, of there's a, well, there's already plastic. a replica of the grand final trophy. Exactly. Or there could be a team that's already won it. That that's ahead yeah. by four points. Exactly. Yeah. But it's it's worth having it if there's if there's a decider if, yeah. if they need a decider that you know that last round would have been much more exciting if it were games at the same time and the same thing happened a couple of years ago when it was us and uh, Western Sydney and yeah. Western Sydney ended up winning it because they beat Newcastle and then we played like the Sunday Arvo and basically played our B team and it was like well what's the point actually Sean you probably have to write a letter to Foxtel instead of FFA. Fox still run the game. Why tell Rudan to go? Yes, you know what I mean. Sucker sav. <laughs> yeah, basically. Right, a couple of things that happened in the off season. Well, our off season. Well, um, it's officially <coughs> off season from yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, but we've already done we, the deal. Yeah, we've uh, been off for a while. and Mikel Tavares, two signings. Um, I think it's probably two signings we need to make experienced players, but um, yeah, I'm not too sure about signing um other. Clubs rejects. What do you think? Well, we missed out on Wilkinson instead of. I was very upset at that. Me too. This is this is the whole thing. But the Wilco deal was on the table like six or seven weeks before the season finished. So everybody that's, you know, and we we mentioning that oh we well we spent this money on them when we could have spent it on him. Well, it's not necessarily we had the money on the the table for him. Yeah, exactly. I think what was it? Sydney must have come in a bit late and With offered bit, him more yeah, money. A much more better. I think he got a. I think he's well, getting a lot more than I think he would have got with us. Say yeah. it's around. Say we offered him around three fifty, maybe something like that. I reckon and Sydney might have offered would have been more than five hundred. Yeah, than that, I exactly. So we're not going to spend the cap again next year, which I think has been said publicly. Um, well, and, story told us that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And. Sydney um, most likely going to spend the cap. So there's only a certain amount of money that we can offer one player. We can't be spending 500000 of our limited cap wasn't there on a one rumor? player. Wasn't there a rumour that Sydney weren't going to spend a lot of their cap and operate yeah, there before? Was. There was, but I don't know. But you know what? You I don't know if that's going to be true spend, now, though. You have yeah. to spend decent money on a decent spine of the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. So I think I think and we, we basically would, settled for Fati. I think would you consider Wilco. these two to be a, a decent spine? Yeah, I think mm. what you said is right. They're a decent spine. Whereas well, I if think we had have got Wilco, it would have been a very good spine. Like Tavares and Monty in midfield isn't half bad, in my no, opinion. It's good. It's good. But then where where, know, does, where does where does Liam Rose go? Who's arguably been our best player all season? And there was a rumor 
that he was going to done, Melbourne City. Do the Caceres route. Yeah, but um, I'm pretty sure he has a year left on his contract. And if FFA introduced this rule, uh, Manchester City can't buy him and then loan him back, which means that if he goes to Melbourne, he'd be getting out for free. And I would dearly hope that the club does not do that because if he goes anywhere, it needs to be overseas and we need to be getting a transfer fee for him, not let him go for free. Yeah. So, um, I should have asked him when I was drunk the other night. Yeah, you should have. So if I he was think, going or not. I think... Well, that's the next subject, the Mariners uh, medal night. Well, there was a couple of rumours around about... I don't know if it was Tavares or Fatty about a couple of discipline issues at yep, Sydney. Yep. Heard that. Um, from so you Sydney fit fans. in like a glove here. Yeah, probably. But um, potentially that could have been because... Were they both left out of the ACL squad or just one of them? Uh, I think it was one of them. I can't remember which one it was now, but I think it was the one that was left out of the squad. So, you know, he could have been unhappy about that and all that sort of stuff. So I think that was, the same, that was the same situation with Finkler at Melbourne as well. Yeah, you know, so we don't know the whole story behind that. But, um, you know, it's a new start and I think they will be decent leaders um, for the young boys. And, you know, my personally, my centre-back pairing for next year would be Fatih and Posco. But then it, where does that leave Ascroft? Oh, exactly. This is the thing now. Now we have like... A few options four now. Four centre-backs. Yeah. If not more. That are and, all contracted and... Yeah. Mm. And, you know, they all have one-year experience under them. You know, you could argue whether it's good experience or bad, but, um, you know, I don't like Posco playing right back because he was much better in the middle in those last sort of five or six games when we didn't have Storm. Um, I don't think he played as well out there well, as well. Well, speaking of um, in the middle. Storm, um, I heard he's looking at making comeback for the preseason. Hopefully. Very good. Because I think we need to sign another right back um, as competition for Storm and also in case if he doesn't come back. I think that would be handy because, you know, we can't keep shifting players around to where they're not meant to be playing. Because like I said, I don't think Posco is a good right back. I think he's much better in the middle. And yep, I agree Hopefully Storm comes back ASAP because we definitely missed him uh, once he was gone. I just sort of threw everything out in the back line and... It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Josh, you are a correspondent going to the Mariners medal night. What was that like? Uh, very fun. Uh, I was on a table with a few of the youth lads, which was fun. Uh, Papa Dimitrios won the NYL player of the season, which was uh, well-deserved. I think Luke's more um, qualified to talk about youth than I am. But, uh, mm, very good player. Very, it was a very good night. Um, well, you saw him score a bomb last week against Marconi. So. He did. Scored a fa- fantastic volley. Was that the, the the guy the volley from outside yeah, the box? Yeah, outside the box. Yeah. Brilliant goal. Um, yeah, it was a good night. Uh, Liam Rose I think was probably deserved uh, <laughs> Mariners medal winner. Uh, Monty got a few himself, uh, which was again deserved. Um, Sharon got the uh, Hutchinson Club Person of the Year, which I think was the most deserved award of the night. She's been at the club since day dot. Uh, and then yeah, roll on the alcohol. And Roy getting goal of the season, which is good. Yep, I forgot about Oops. That's, and that's a bad one to miss. Yep. And goal of the season for the league too, so that was good. Very good. Very good. Uh, well deserved for Roy. Um, hopefully he can uh, stay on the field for next season. Mm. Hopefully, hopefully he's learned from his mistake. I think, and, you know, uh, I think next year... If 15 he, goal season from Roy next yeah, season. Yeah, for sure. If he gets the good service that he needs, I think he will definitely score... Double digits next year. I don't think he started off last season very well. He didn't start he had, great. Then he had the break, no. and yeah. when he came back, he was firing in all cylinders, and it was good to see. Yeah, yep. I think it was probably more about you know maybe he wasn't sort of 
settling in or, you know... I think he's adjusted well now. Yeah, when foreign players come here, they do tend to take a while to um, work their way in, unless your name's Bruno Fornaroli. But um, hopefully he does get some good service. But there's also rumours rumors about Mitch Austin potentially going to Adelaide. That's, I think, that's so, that would only happen if um, Goodwin leaves Adelaide, which I think is another yeah. decent possibility. Like, Goodwin is potentially leaving and Bruce Kamau is apparently going to Melbourne City. So that's two wingers that they're losing. Um, Goodwin would be more of the obvious one because he plays on the left. So, um, I hope we don't. You know, Austin, he had a good season. Sometimes he sort of disappeared a little bit. Um, he tried to do too much a lot of the times. He's yeah. trying to take on three defenders and he was just losing the ball almost yeah. every time. You know, he, he is a little bit of a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe with some good coaching, um, it might change a little bit. Well, he's got the he's got the thing that you can't coach. That's pace. Pace, exactly. Uh, yeah. Blind, uh, heaps, so, heaps of heaps of pace. You know, if he learns how to use that properly, then, you know, he's an absolute weapon, which we did see a number of times. But... Um, Probably too few and far between, but I think next season he'll definitely go well. I think. Uh, what, what are his uh, what is, What are his contract? Um, what's his contract situation? Is he for another year? Yeah, he has another year left. So if yeah. he were to go anywhere, we get nothing for him. Yeah, which is again would be very annoying. So I hope he does stay though. Yeah, but um, and there was there was also the rumors out about Ferreira, um, potentially. Them, looking... I believe more. I believe them rumours more than Austin. Yeah, I think I do as well. It was, yeah, I think he was trying to look... Uh, I think it was Portugal. He was trying or... to go back home, I think. Yeah, something like that. And, um, you know, if he were to go anywhere... Because so, he has another year left, I think, too. So, if he were to go overseas, then we would get something for him. So, potentially, that's more uh, appealing to the club than letting someone go for free. But, um, so... yeah, I think I think Fabio would be a bit of a loss, but I don't think he'd yeah. be as big a loss as Austin would be, in my opinion. Yeah. Although they're both pretty big losses, though. Yeah. If they You'll were to go... You'll get more years out of Austin. Yeah. Yeah, Austin's it. younger, pacier. Because what, it was uh, Fab's birthday today. He was 27, so happy birthday to La Fletcher. La Fletcher? I, did, I, I thought he was older than that, but... He, did, he doesn't... No, I, I, thought, I thought he was about that. I thought he was about 26, oh, 27. That makes me feel... <laughs> What have you done with your life? And no, what, what's Austin? Twenty three? No, he's older than that. He might be twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's he's in the prime now. Twenty four, yeah. twenty five is usually prime. Yeah. And also, um, Anthony Kalick, the word is that he's not coming back. Yeah. Um, yep. So I I thought he was out of contract this year, but he's appara- been apparently he's not. He hasn't done it one season. But he's staying um, over at Hadjik. Yeah. So apparently they've offered him. I think it was like a four-year deal or something like that. So oh, good on him. Well, um, take you take that any day. He's been getting a lot of game time, a lot. Because initially when he went more over than there, I expected. Yeah, initially when he went over, the coach only thought um, he was going to be playing sort of youth games and that. But he started a number of games, played in the Eternal Derby, which is massive, and um, he's been going really well. And he's been getting plenty of game time, playing most games. Um, so I'd, I'd like to think, you know, we get beat or be ambitious and say if maybe try and get 400 for him, you know, with the potential that he has and he's that young and um, that just depends what the club tries to bargain for. Because yeah. he, he only has one year, so it's not like he has another two years left. So oh, Some good news <coughs> out, of, um, out of this season. Mm. So it'd be interesting and I'm really happy for him because he's a very good player. I think he got caught up in uh, caught up in a few things last year that happened off the field. Um, and that's why he sort of went over there, and um, he's definitely found his feet pretty quick. So, Right, um, we have got Harry Redknapp on board. 
as an advisor. <sighs> now this, this we has just gone down well, something. hasn't it? We just yeah. Well, look, I didn't mind Harry Onastari when he was at Spurs. <laughs> what a surprise! It, he's not much of a tactician; he's more of a man manager, and that's all he is. Now, people that know football will know that Harry and Story were a team at uh, Portsmouth, and if you know football, you know how that ended up. So, hopefully, we don't go down the same route. So, I'm not. I'm not really going to say any more than that. If we go this. down the same route. To put it to put it mildly, we are fucked. Yes, yeah. basically. Well, we've nearly been down that route without these two. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. No, but in all honesty, I, I hope it turns out well. But um, Luke, do you want to fill us in on what um, you've just read from the Brass Band page, Darren? Darren Jones. Um, Darren Jones was listening to Talk Sport, which is a uh, British uh, radio show, and they had um, Onastari on. And they asked him a question. What, did, what was his answer? Uh, so the question was, uh, the guy's basically talking to him about his new role at uh, some club in Australia. And he said to him, we hear you're going down to Australia, Harry. And Harry then explains that he's going in as an advisor at a club that Peter Story is involved with. Uh, and then the host said to him, what's the name of the club, Harry? And Harry replied, South Coast Wolves. South Coast Mariners, sorry, not South Coast Wolves. <laughs> I said the right name of the team. The South, South Coast, Coast Mariners, Mariners is what he answered. Or well, Central and South. I guess it's an easy one to easy mistake to make. So <clears throat> probably the less said the better. All right, we'll just end it's, that. There, uh, yeah. Okay, moving on. Players released. Tommy Uzcott, Um scored on debut for Sydney United, fifty-eight. Uh, apparently, it was a good goal. Yeah. I was quite sad when he left. I like Tommy. So was I. We, I, like I think Tommy. we all like Tommy here, don't we? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, he's a very good bloke. Great bloke. We, we spoke to him um, on the podcast, and uh, me and Josh have spoken to him a few times uh, outside the podcast as well. Always always had time for a chat. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought he's a decent player as well. You know, I think he had the very yep. Jednak style about him, and he potentially, when, you know, I'd, I'd say Monty's probably only got one season left in him. And uh, potentially he could have been a replacement for Monty in that sort of defensive midfield, running around and barge everyone over. I role. thought the game that he had in Adelaide when we were there, I thought he had a really solid game against Adelaide. Yeah, very good, very good. You know, had uh, an unfortunate game against Perth where he gave away the penalty and then got injured and had to come off. Yep, that was his last but, appearance as well. Um, I think everybody had a number of unfortunate games during during the year, so. Um, yeah, I was a bit sad to see him leave, but yeah, he did score on debut for Sydney United, which is where he was going to go um, until we come in, so I'm happy for him that he's uh, bound somewhere to play. Join up your mate, Rudan. Yeah, yeah, you, you could have probably bet on that, that that's what was going to happen, but... Was um, it uh, Rudan probably celebrated it like it was a grand final win? Yeah, well, I, there was a picture after he scored of them having a massive bear hug, so um, I think he was quite happy, and released Francesco Stella... Yep, good riddance. <laughs> That's harsh. I, I agree with that, actually. That's harsh, but, yeah, I, um, you know, I never really rated him when uh, he had his few chances for Melbourne victory. The and game that he had to get for the for us against the Wanderers was just, ugh. Yeah, you just know. Just not good enough. I had a quick look at the ins and outs the other day of um, clubs in the A-League, and a lot of outs coming from our team and from the Jets. Yeah, you know, he did... Did a couple of okay things here and there, but just not consistent enough for the league. And he's not 
physical enough. There's nothing. He must weigh fifty kilos wet, and you can't have that in this league because it's a very hard league. It's a very physical extremely league, extremely physical league, and mm-hmm. he just wouldn't have been able to um, stand it for the whole season. So, um, thanks, but no thanks, and all the best to him. And uh, we released Daniel Heffernan as well, which we knew that was coming since around January. Well, he, yeah. he didn't really... What, he started probably, what, one game, was it? Yeah, well, he started one game against the Jets and played very well for 45 minutes, and then he had to come off because McGinn got recarded. That's right. And that was sort right. of the extent of it. And um, then he tweeted that he was told that um, he wasn't needed in January and then sort of got in trouble, and we've never really seen him again, so... Um, I hope he picks up a gig somewhere because wasn't he's, wasn't he's Tyson one. tweeting about it was yeah, signed by yeah. Bali or someone? Yeah, he's, he's another one that was a really nice bloke and um, you know, made the move up here. I think he moved to the coast. Um, and now he's sort of got to work out what he's going to do. But yeah, he is apparently trialing with Bali United. Um, he hasn't signed anything yet. I don't think so. Because um, I remember seeing a photo of him in like red, like a red red gear. Yeah, I think it was at Bali or something. That'll be interesting. You could go and train and sort of just go and have a holiday after training. Seems that way. But um, yeah, so hopefully he picks up a gig somewhere and all the best to while, him. While we're speaking of now former Mariners players, Luke tweeted out the other day, or was it a week ago, that our old friend, Adriano Pellegrino. Oh my God. You can tell us, tell, tell us about this one, Luke. Okay, so he was, he like vanished for a while. Wasn't and he playing in Singapore? He was in Cambodia, right? <laughs> he won the league in Cambodia. And then I think he went to Thailand. It might have been like in the second division in Thailand or something like that. That might be wrong. But anyway, now he is in the USA. Uh, he's playing in the USL, which is fairly certain it's the third tier. So there's the MLS, the NASL, and then the USL. And he's playing for the Tulsa Red Roughnecks. Tulsa Roughnecks. I nearly said Rednecks again. I said Rednecks the other day, but it's Roughnecks. Roughnecks. Tulsa Roughnecks. I'm going to Google So them. Tulsa is Oklahoma, which is Amer- obviously American football heartland. So I think they probably get two two blokes and a dog to games. So It's very interesting. You know, he... Uh, they lost to San Antonio. Goal to soccer. The other day. American soccer. When he was, when he was at... Actually, Perth? I think Chris Omni... I think Chris, you listen to this podcast. Um, that's your team, Sam. Uh, no, he actually—that's where I saw it because he's speaking to him. He, I think he spoke to him after that game in San Antonio yeah. or before it. Rough um, next lose in San Antonio. What was it? What does it say? Three, three one. one. Oh. There looks to be a few people there. Was there? Is there a? They do get decent page? crowds. Is there a players page? Oh, I'm gonna have a look. Just, just keep talking. Um, you know, when he was at Perth in the earlyish years of the A League, I thought he was a good player. I thought he was alright, and then when we signed him, I was like, "Yeah, sweet." And then it sort of just didn't it, really work yeah, out. And there he is, Adriano Pellegrino. Yes, he's active apparently, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> for that. So it just means active as in not injured. <laughs> active <laughs> means just not injured. He plays minutes, <sighs> but you know, fair play to him because he's never given up. They've even got his weight listed here as 160 pounds. Oh, I thought you were going to say kilos. Then I thought, Jesus, <laughs> of five pounds. seven. He's put it on. How old is he? He's still got his goatee. Uh, he was born 84, June 80, 84. So he's, what, 30, 31, nearly 32. Yeah, you know, he was never the best, and he hasn't given up, so, you know, you can't bag him out too much. Do you wanna, and he's still, do you wanna tell, tell he's still everyone, making a living out of it. Do you want to so. tell everyone about the uh, Soccer Fives incident? 
Or do you want to leave it? Just, I think you might leave it. To yeah. No, probably not. <laughs> or my encounter with him at Subway. At Aaron Affair. Yeah, I can't because someone that is involved in it is... Yeah, don't mention the Flyers one. ...is doing pre-season with the Mariners, so... Okay, I'll leave it. <laughs> Edit that out. Um, no, that's all right. We leave it no, in. No, leave it in. Anyway, on players... Inside that... Goss, if you want to know, come up to me and ask me. I'll ask Luke. <laughs> um, Alistair Bray is the whole goalkeeping situation situation is an interesting thing because we were hearing that almost 100% that Bray was going to be released. Yep. And everyone was expecting him to be released when the what was Cook and all that yeah. roller is as well. And you would have thought that if he was going to be released he would have been released with that bunch. Um so it, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. So we've obviously got Izzo until the end of next season. Mm. Um someone that's divided opinion mm. plenty through the season. Josh is over here shaking so, his head, but... So I guess, I guess Bray's just going to be like the designated number two. Well, this is the thing, but... So we've got Heward Bell, Heward who's Bell. also signed for the end of next year. So Heward is the number one for and then the as Academy. Well. Yeah. So Heward's the number one for the Academy at the moment. Um, and playing very well. Playing very well. Um, and so is Adam Pearce, to be honest. Adam Pearce is playing in the 20s. Um, if you're wondering what that thumping sound was, that was my head hitting the mic. <laughs> and so... Um, I'm going to assume that Heward is going to play youth next season because he's still young enough to. Pierce, probably number two for youth because he's also young enough, I'm pretty sure. But So so then we've already got we've got two full-time keepers in Heward Bell and Izzo um, getting paid. And Bray is also still there. So I don't. It's, it's like the it's whole, like three, three, and yeah. three and two. Having three keepers on full time contracts isn't worth it, especially when one is just going to be playing youth every other week. So, mm-hmm. and then there's there's all these other rumours that the club is looking for um, a more experienced or another number one. Weren't we looking at an overseas keeper? <clears throat> Please be true. Potentially, but are you talking about the Everton one? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was at the start of the year. But I'd rather him. I don't know who he is. He yeah. can probably have one arm. I'd rather him <laughs> over Izzo. And, you know, there's there's rumours that Ante Kovic is leaving Perth as well. I don't want Kovic. No, Neither Kovic is too old. I, I can't stand him and he is a good keeper, but I fucking hate the bloke. And, um, you know, I think his missus and that uh, still live in Western Sydney. So that's why he wants to come back probably. So, um, you know, there's rumours that he's leaving and the club could potentially look at him, but I don't think they will. And... Um, Obviously, Vukovic is on the outer massively at Melbourne Victory for some reason. I don't know, like, I was, isn't he like something about his his kid being his one of his kids is sick. One of his kids isn't well, yeah, but you know he he hasn't been. I didn't think he was horrible when he played. Like but he then, made a couple of mistakes. But now but, Thomas has come in and really yeah, established he's himself. He's played very well. But you know, it, all the Melbourne Victory fans just absolutely jumped on Vukovic when they weren't going well, and mm-hmm. obviously they're a harsh bunch. Down there, but um, I would take Danny back in a heart. I would love Danny back. I think he'd come back and do very well. Yep. So the whole goalkeeper situation is very confusing at the moment. But like we, we, um, I don't think we we can go for another keeper for next season when we've already got what three contracts. Yeah, this is this is the thing. All these rumours about a goalkeeper, but we have three that are contracted still at the moment. Yep. And you'd think, you know, if Bray was going to be released, so they would have released him already, because because apparently preseason starts in six weeks. So, we need to get. I'm going to start supporting the Roughnecks instead. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm. 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 I'm done with the Mariners and Arsenal. I'm going for Leicester. The simple life. 
Uh, someone said to me today at work, "Hey, did you see that Leicester won the league?" <laughs> is this uh, this is this old mate you always talk about? No, no. I've had Leicester. What about? Leicester. Did you see? Did you see Channel Nine's tweets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll put it up on your Channel Nine's today. tweets were the best. It was like um, Leicester Les- won the Les- grand final. Leicester win win grand final after two two draw. <laughs> and then they tried to <laughs> fix it. Freaking morons! And then, they, and then they tried to fix it, and they still got it wrong because yeah. they said that Chelsea mm. won when it was a draw draw. Oh, what about um on Sports Center? Did you see the video on yeah. Twitter about on Sports Center? Where um the Ameri- one of the American hosts is like Tottenham win the league. Tottenham have won the the English Premier League. No, I didn't see that. I can't stand American accents on football. It doesn't work. I'll tell you it what, just sounds weird, doesn't it? When I was overseas, when I'd go over, I heard so many French people. I couldn't believe it. There were more French people. What in than, what in country England? No, no, no. In 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 London, but well, it is, heard, it is close. Whenever I heard an American accent, I sort of just cringed, and it just sounded vulgar. I don't know so, why. Like, American accents outside of America just doesn't seem right, does it? No. This was the same thing when I was in Brazil. I snaked my way uh, into some good seats, and then some Americans walked up and said, you're in my seat, and the accent just... It just puts you off, oh, doesn't it? just put me Were off Were you actually so in their seat, though? Yeah, I was. But <laughs> there was so many Americans in Brazil, obviously, because it wasn't real far away, but their accents drive me nuts. I know. I know. I can't stand it. Anyway. Well, they're not too bad over here. Yeah. But when, when mm. you're in England... And then you hear an American accent, you just want to... It's not good. Yeah. It's anyway, let's talk out. about let's talk about the coaching situation. Uh, oh, one last player that's left us already oh. a couple of years ago. Uh, Mitch Duke has done his ACL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very uh, very sad news. I was pretty upset to hear about that. Um, also, with uh, Jukey, um Charlotte, his, his uh, what, girlfriend, or is they what? Are they, are they married? Wife. They are married. Pretty sure. Um, uh, had a baby. Had a baby that, boy. I, know, I think they're engaged. Had a baby boy. I don't think they're married. So, well done to them. He's blocked me on Twitter, so I can't say anything to him. Well, it, it's sort of funny how you, you're saying well done for like having sex, basically. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, moving on. Anyway. Edit that out. Let's, let's talk about the coaching situation. Yes, so we go, we're going. What, we're going what, from what do we think? I'm not editing. I'm not. We're going from babies to Wormsley, are we? What? What? What do we think? How long are we? Are you already? Are you? On Hash, the, are hashtag you, red nap in. Are you on the Wormsley out or not? Um. Uh, well, that's the thing. Like, if you say, "Oh, Wormsley out, Wormsley out, Wormsley," it's like, who are we going to get in? Who's going to come in and, and coach? Seriously, is there any other options? Well, this is the thing. After, especially after that last game against the Jets, I would have, you know, this year was obviously crap, but losing to the Jets within the space of like five weeks of each other, that twice, was both times at home, yeah, and you know, losing pretty easily. Um, it was embarrassing was as well. Not enjoyable in the slightest, um, and that's sort of really put a lot of people offside already, and that's put more people offside even more. <laughs> So there's a lot of angst around, and a what was lot the crowd of, um, at that game? Uh, like seven something. Oh, it was terrible. Like, yes, eight thousand two hundred okay. or something, and yeah. like m- probably a thousand of that was Newcastle. Yeah, they only turn up three times a year when they play us. Um, you know, there's a lot of angst around. Where do I stand the on the coaching situation? Yes, go for it. It's a tough one. <laughs> can we can we really be like? No, we want Wormsley out when we've had him on a couple of times on the pod. And, like, obviously, I've got nothing against him. I reckon he's a nice guy. 
But is he up for coaching? I'm like, I'm not entirely sure. No, this is the thing. Lots of people thought Moss was a nice bloke as well, but he couldn't coach. I didn't. I thought Moss was a dick. (laughs) Yeah, Moss was a dick. I've I've found myself disagreeing with some of Wormsley's decisions. Mm. Yep. Um, Same. So have I. Is that a sackable offence? I don't know. Uh, I think if you moved him back up into the technical director... Well, let's let, let's be honest. It's a very very tough job. Very tough job. You're on it's a, a tough job, and it's even tougher here. You're on the smallest yeah. budget in the in the whole league. Um, when you and you've got to answer the story and you don't Charles have, Worth. You don't have final say on your players. That's shocked me. Really, yeah. really shocked me. That's not. Uh, that's, that's not, not normal. This no. it's a European style. Um, coaching arrangement where you just manage the team and that's it. You don't get yeah. your players in or anything like that. Yeah. So, you know, even if we did move up into the technical director, you know, what would he be doing? Nothing because yeah. he doesn't... Because Story doesn't already does that, basically. Exactly. So, it, it is a tough one. Like, he, as I've said, I've, I've, I had some, not so much disagreements, but I, I, questionable decisions made. Can he improve that? I think, yeah, you can. People learn. Uh, if he had all the players available to him, like like we said before, we missed Storm Roof for half and the it was season. A, it was tough because he's a first year coach with first year players, so they're mm. like they're basically just trying to figure out what to do and what works. Yeah. He, he tried a few things and nothing really worked. And the club has admitted that they got the coaching situation wrong in the sense that having basically the whole coaching staff on uh, being their first year was the wrong move. And I think this is the whole reason for getting. Ari in is that he'll be basically a consultant to Wormsley, I think. And, you know, Wormsley be, will be able to pick his brain. Whether people think that's a good thing or a bad thing or not um, is probably up, like, up obvi- for debate. Obviously, you can see that, like, the opinion that it's a really bad thing, but then, you, on the other hand, Redknapp is a pretty experienced manager. Yeah. Well, as I said, he's a man manager, and I think after the shit that we had last year... We probably lacked yeah. that severely. We really need that. Yeah, and I'm um, on the I'm of the opinion that Wormsley probably got overwhelmed by more by experienced players. That's why they were let go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. AKA Bosnar. That's ready. A very good point, actually. Um, but this is the whole thing with the Harry situation. He's only going to be here two times a year, apparently. Two, two. He's not the healthiest. Two times man. a season. Two times a season and once in the off season. And there's also rumours that he was going to be announced as head coach of Nigeria. Potentially, who did he coach recently over here? Jordan. 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 Yeah. So that was a that was a favour to the prince, I think. Yeah, he would have got paid off for that. But potentially, um, he also has another job somewhere as well. But I can't remember what it is. Um, so I don't know if that. Uh, I don't know if working with us has put the Nigeria thing off the table, or if he's going to be doing that as well as being a consultant to us. So. Well, being a national coach isn't you know. Not the most demanding of jobs, no, is it? especially not with. Well, Nigeria is a good team, but not you know you don't have to be there twenty four seven. No, and yeah, but obviously some people um, are arguing as well, which is also a good point that you know if we're paying Harry to be a consultant, how much are we paying him? And you could potentially that's exactly you what could I potentially thought. get rid of Wormsley, use the Wormsley money and the Harry money to buy an experienced coach, and then just be done with it. And yeah. I think that's a very good argument. Um. It's it's not going to happen. It's a tough situation. It's not really. going to happen, no matter how much people want it to happen. Um, it does, on the surface, it does sort of look like 
jobs for mates with the whole story and Harry Redknapp relationship that goes back a long way. That's a good point. Um, but in terms of the head coach thing, because of all the constraints and everything like that he had, and I know, I know people will say that, you know, we should have done better with the squad that we had. And I think, you know, I think we should have as well. I think we had a good enough squad that if it was coached, um, maybe buy a bit more experience that we probably should have done a lot better. You know, I think everybody knew coming into the season that we weren't, probably weren't going to be, it was going to be hard, but nobody uh, expected us to come last either. So, you know, now we have that unfortunate stain on the club's record and um, it needs to be fixed. It needs to be fixed very quickly. It's probably, I know, I feel like we say this every transfer window and every off-season, but it's, Super important how the club manage the off season because if they get it wrong, we're going to be embarrassed again. We'll have like four members and a dog rock up for the first home game, which um, you know you isn't going to be very good. Isn't going to be well received by other A League fans and personalities and our own fans that don't want. They probably don't don't want us in the league anymore. Yeah, you know it. disappoints me when people decide to walk away and not become members anymore and yep. not come to games because of, you know, the way things are. I I want people to come no matter what and just support the team and you know, of course you can have you can you can have your opinions and everything like that about the coach and stuff, but the reality is with our club, we're not Melbourne Victory or anything like that. If people stop coming and we get three thousand members and our crowds are completely crap and we keep losing money the FFA will move us. Yeah. They will do it in a heartbeat. We've already and got... Well, well that, that's How many thing. games have we got in Canberra this year? One. 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 And potentially another one being somewhere else. Well, yeah. that's, we, we can't afford the luxury of other teams where if you're... <clears throat> you could say to someone, like, if, if you're a bad fan, you just say, oh, we'll piss off, go support someone else. Yeah, you could but, say that with a bigger but, team, but for us, we can't... If you're an actual fan and then you leave, you're just like, well, you have to come back because we need everyone we can get. Yeah, but on the flip side of that, I can understand why people are angry enough that... A, they don't want to come back. Yeah, because absolutely. Because when you have to sit through what we went through this year and you pay, what, if you pay the good seats, it's 400 bucks for a gold seat or whatever, I can fully understand why you wouldn't... If it looks like nothing's going to change, I can understand why you would sit there and go, well, why am I going to pay that money and go back and watch all that again? Mm-hmm. Well, I can understand that. Yeah. But that's why it's so important the club gets the off-season right and the signings right. And we improve. Well, th- so, this is like the sort of times where you know who the true fans are and who's not, sort of thing, when you go through a season like we have. Yeah, well... I guess, something like that. Not even true fans, but I don't know. Can you argue that someone that's been there from the start isn't a true fan because they say, I'm not going to rock up and watch that shit? No, I, can't, I, I wouldn't, them, be able, wouldn't be able to blame them, no. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, 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 we know who threw the membership back at Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's he's a real fan. Yeah, many would say that he's not, but of course he is. And he's, he, you know, he, will, he is a real fan. He will probably be listening. What, um, is, he, what is he like, Voldemort? <laughs> <laughs> no, he who cannot be named. <laughs> but you know, I think um, it's yeah, it's just I don't so important him for doing that. No, you know, it's it's some would argue it's harsh, but <laughs> um, it's not it even, it's not even about keeping the faith anymore. It's about getting it back. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. In a place that gone. in a place that doesn't necessarily have a football history or a football culture, you need to give people a reason to go. Like us three, maybe not you, Jimmy, Close but the beaches. Us three will rock up when there's a draw. I know I will. I know Josh will. I know Jimmy most likely will. 
But oh, thanks. For a lot of other people, since <laughs> <laughs> the first game. But for a lot of other people, change. for a lot of other people that you know aren't that sort of like part time, not committed or part time part- fans. Not yeah. really even that, but well, maybe that. But you know, if people that say, "Oh, yeah, I go to Mariners games," but then they and then they go and buy a membership, but then they go, "Now we come last, and it looks like nothing's going to change, so we're not going to go." Can you really blame that sort of person that isn't as maybe into it as what we are? No, not really. And that's why it's so important. And, you know, in my opinion... I think they tried to remedy that with the Garcia signing, but yeah, Garcia I'd, didn't really work out. nothing didn't talk about. You know, it, it it worked the first couple of games, and I think if it we had... The first game... The back, heel, yeah. the back heel goal, everyone was going insane, thinking he was going to be like the... the, the it was like the second coming of Jesus. The yeah. Wellington was shit. That you game. know, if, if, if we had a... Well, we did win that game, but if we had a, you know, if we won that game, then we won the next few. The crowds would have probably gone picked up, yep, and yep. everything not went good because we were already we were already in a bad spot. Would have been a little bit better. It would have been a little bit better, and we might have got off the foot of the table, but we didn't. And um, you know, a lot of people would put that down to Wormsley, and it's maybe hard to argue with that. And but then do you say Lewis Garcia running around in a team with a bunch of? 19, 20 year olds that have only played for half a season. And then you've got to look at the fact that maybe he's just like a late career cash grab. He's getting gigs oh, wherever sure. he can. For sure. It was, you know, it was Set up retirement. Around like 600,000 or something like that that he was getting. So And apparently the FFA chipped in a lot of that. No, well, apparently Charlesworth did. That's um, apparently, I thought everyone was saying it was I know the a lot FFA, of, but it apparently what, a lot it wasn't. A lot of people have been saying that, oh, you know, the FFA helped and it was sponsors and blah, blah, blah. But it was Charlesworth and just sponsors. about all of it was Charlesworth's own money. So, you know, it's interesting. It's going to be, I'm, you know, I'm going to probably give him five, six games into next year. And if it's not, if it's the same, if same it's the sort same of stuff, stuff and, um, you know, if we don't get the signings right. It's not going to go very and, well. you know, lots of people already want him out and, you know, it's probably hard to argue with it's that. It's going to be a crisis point. If if we start next season and we don't, maybe say if we go six matches without a win, yeah, it's going to be like a crisis point. Yeah, you know, I'll judge him on his new signings when he gets to spend a bit more money because lots of other people are saying, oh, you know, the Stella and the Heffernan and the Uzcock, and a couple of, you know, well, that were just a few of the other signings. Fixes, really. Yeah, that everyone was, you know, mentioning, uh, yeah, but they were all his, they were all his. Well, yeah, they were, but they were also very cheap. Yeah. You know, so his hands sort of forced a little bit. So He's, It's like damned if he does, damned if he... Oh, what was it? Damned if you do, damned if you don't? Yeah. <laughs> Stuff then, that up. You know, I'll judge him properly when he gets to spend a bit more money and we have a bit more experience like we have with Tafaro's and Hafati. I think that's um, a good start. Those two are a good start. Yeah, and you know, six games in, if it's all going balls up, then something needs to happen. And this is my fear, sort of, that with the whole Harry Redknapp thing, um, if he does get the sack, probably Harry will be our coach. <laughs> because stories can't said... I can't see that happening. I, uh, stories, I can't see it happening. Stories, stories already mentioned that Wormsley is on a rolling contract. So if he gets the sack six games into next year, we don't have to pay anything out. If you no. believe, if you believe what story says, oh, imagine right. if that happens though. Well, wow. so imagine if that happens, and buddy Harry becomes a coach. It won't happen. Why not? It might, it might not because of his health. What, like, like you said, what about win the Premier League? What about if we come back, <laughs> like say, like this this time next year, or I don't know, January next year, and 
Next minute, Harry Redknapp's been our manager for 10 games. We're going to look stupid. Could you imagine? <laughs> and then we go and win the no. league. Aussie Ari. No. Aussie Ari. No, then we, we won't. We go and win the league and we he's won't. getting bloody interviewed out of a window on transfer didn't one day. We won't. <laughs> By Steve Allen. Yeah. For MBN. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. It's so tough. It's been such a tough year. I mean, everyone you know everyone I've assumed that. Everyone I've had enough this week. <laughs> it's been such a tough Very year numb. and it's been very tiring. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I'm looking forward to a break, but I'm still keen to, still keen for preseason well, we've to got do the, some trips. We've got the Premier League going on, sir. So. And we've got what, pre- our preseason tri- oh, preseason NPL. trip as well. Yeah. Orange, we're going back to Orange, so a road trip. Yes. Um. Yeah. If you're bored and you want to come watch some decent football, come down to Plume Park when the boys are at home. It's entertaining. Watch, Very entertaining. Watch the NPL. Big game this week against uh, Sydney FC's youth side. Is it at home, Luke? Yes, it is at home. What time is it, Luke? Uh. Fuck, you've got me there. I think it might be six. <laughs> double just, check. Just go down to Plume Please Park double on check. Saturday. Just get down there early and you'll get to see get it. There, get there around three and you can see, uh, you'll see most of it. But yeah, it's a big game because Sydney are in first. Oh, I'm going to a wedding. And uh, it was a big game on the weekend too. The boys oh, the boys played Western Sydney who have a very good setup. The 18s, yeah. our 18s got pumped 6-0. The 20s got done 3-0. And first grade were up 2-0. Um... And they're up to no, it was, yeah, they're up to nil. It was two one at half time, and we ended up losing three two. So it was a little bit of a collapse and a couple of injuries and that sort of stuff. But um, they did play very well against a very good side. I, I definitely do recommend so, a Plume Park trip though. If you're free, yeah. you've got nothing else on. It's good fun. You get to go down. Football fix. You get to go down and yell at ex A League players who are earning way too much money and have a bit of a big up. But are make still sure goals. and the plume for Arctic weather. Yep. And Plume, Plume Park, um, Plume Park food's pretty decent. <clears throat> if you want a burger, good it's pretty grub, decent. much better than the stadium, and you don't have to pay to get in. So true. It's free. Look up the draw. Go on uh, New South Wales NPL or NPL New South Wales, whatever it is. Look up the draw and look when they're playing at home. And you're running a Twitter watch. page, aren't you? The huh? CCM NPL unofficial account. Oh yeah, I just do it for a bit of fun. So. Yeah. Well, what, what's what, what's what's the address? I what's don't know. I just don't know. It's a stupid handle because it was the only one I could think of. <laughs> If you if, if you have if you have Twitter, it's good fun though. Know it's, it. it's 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 very good fun. You get to hear every single swear word and bone crunching mistime tackle that, and you get there to is. hear a lot of swearing. See the ball disappear into the fog. Yeah, you get to uh, make fun of that. What was that Marconi player again that we made fun of? Miron Pavlovich. Yep, we get to make fun of him. Although yeah. he scored, but you still yeah, make fun X, of him. Uh, X, <laughs> apparently, I can't remember who told me this, but after the um, Wormsley and that was there at the game watching our boys play when we played Marconi. Two weeks ago now, and um, we lost five four. But it was a, a cracking game, crazy game, mental. I think they were up one nil, and then it was one all, and then they scored straight away again. There was up, they were up two one, and it went like that pretty much for the whole game. Yep. Um, it was so like we'd score, we score to equalise or get back to a goal behind, and then they'd go up they the get back in front. and put the two goal lead again. Yeah. So Miron Pavlovich, uh, who used to play for Wellington and play for the Jets for a little bit, uh, is in their team. Um, he was a top scorer last year in the first division, and then he's probably on like two thousand a week. Are you really going to say what I think you're going to say? He's on so much money. I don't know, maybe. But um, and Marco Yesic, who used to play for the Jets, also scored. Uh, who is playing for Marconi? And Sean Rooney, who used to play for Jets, he's also playing for Marconi. So they have a very good side. So the boys did well. But um, after the game, apparently Miron Pavlovich went up to Wormsley and was trying to convince him to get Marco Yesic. <laughs> Okay, so I was thinking you were going to say... We, he w- we don't want Yesich. <laughs> I don't want Yesich. <laughs> we don't want Yesich. No, no. Nobody wants Yesich. So how are Marconi going this year? 
Uh, Mid-table? Yeah, so-so. You think they'd be going better with the squad they have. Because I, what I heard from last year was that a lot of the money at Marconi was taken out of the football side and mm. put into... Their rugby league their team. Rugby, yeah, the league team. Yeah, and that's why they got dropped. Or that, that's they, not they what got, they got dropped. Second, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I don't think they'll go back up because Sydney FC are in first. They've won eight games in a row. Western Sydney are in second. Uh, and I think it might be like Mounties and maybe Marconi after that. I think we're in about sixth, but that probably doesn't reflect... We're doing pretty well um, with like a really young squad as well. Yeah, for sure. That... You know that probably doesn't reflect the way the boys have been playing. So, because we we could be like that that short Marconi bloke mm. who um got got bantered by one of our players by being what twenty three <laughs> playing under twenties. Yeah, I think our player was only like eighteen as well and absolutely <laughs> destroyed him. Yeah, but no, it's anyway very good fun. So park football it's very good to watch. Look up the draw, come down and uh, watch the boys and get behind them because it's. And Josh will have a signing session down there. Bring a yeah. jacket. There's a lot of uh, bring a youth. jacket to pull him. There's a lot of the youth team uh, from last year and obviously. Trent Bahagia and Josh Bingham are in the squad. He oh, he's got re-signed for three years. Yeah. Yes, he did. Three-year deal. Was it three? I think so. Was it? I thought it was only one. I thought it was one. I thought it was three. I'll look it up. He's no, I don't Googling. think it would have been I think, three. I think it's one. I won your deal. I think, yeah. I saw Very a good either way. somewhere in there. But Very yeah, good either way. It was, it, was, it was something that we needed to do. That's, a, that's the exact right move. Yeah, it's good stuff. And, you know, he'll... It was very quiet again at the medal dinner. Didn't really say much. Yes. The uh, the yes. the announcement. He scored on the weekend. He's yeah, yeah, I saw that. Scored on the that. weekend against Sydney FC. The, very good goal. There was an announcement that at the dinner that he'd signed a one year extension, and everyone had a look at him. He's sort of like just looking down, just going, "Thanks, Who? thanks." Who are you talking about? Thanks. Yeah, I'm balling. How good was that interview with him? He just he just didn't seem to. Uh, that was the most awkward interview. It was a bit awkward. Like one word answers, just like oh, we've already run out of questions, and it's been like a minute. Maybe he's done some media training since then. So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> he's just a boy. But no, it's a <laughs> it's very good. Um, and you know, it's going to be raw pace, raw pace. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with some other signings though, because at the moment we have no visa spots. We're going to have to just sign Aussies. So, um, what's the what's the squad limit? Twenty three. Yes. And how many squad places do we have free? We, I don't know. It'd be. Oh, it changes by the day. I reckon we might have th- three or four places, maybe. You know, we we haven't got any visa spots, so Monty and Ferreira are in the process, apparently, of getting. Uh, Citizenship, even though Ferreira apparently wants to leave. Yeah, so yeah, this is the thing. So that obviously frees up two spots if that happens. But if it happens, it's not going to happen close to the start of next season. No, nah. which potentially, if that does happen, we'll be probably waiting till January until we sign another visa player. If that's what we're looking at, which you know, um, when Wormsley and Story say that they, you know, they're going back to England to look at some players and blah blah blah, well, it's sort of like all. Unless they're Aussies, what's the point? Because yeah. we don't have any visa spots, so um, it might be like the the Austin sort of scout yeah. looking for like a, a an Aussie gem playing lower leagues in England, and like, yeah. oh, you're good enough for us. Let's sign for us. Yeah, back so home. You know, we need a number ten desperately. Um, I was hoping it would be a foreign number ten, and this is the thing: I can't think of any decent number tens that are Australian that are hanging around. No, um, not really. And, you know, I, I don't think we need another centre-back because I think Fatih and Tavares I think, will do the job. But yeah, we'll... I think I think defence and midfield is pretty decent, but then I think maybe attack is maybe where we need to go. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't like, think we need a striker, do we? We got Roy and We got Bingham. Roy and Bingham. And, um, An experienced striker who's a proven goal scorer would be really nice, but yeah. I don't think it will probably won't happen. Yeah, no, I think we'll probably get another centre-back. Um, possibly another in the midfield and mm-hmm. a number 10. So we desperately need another ten, and this is the but thing. But then, like you just said, I don't. I can't really think of anyone that's on the market that's yeah good. There'll be plenty of overseas decent oh, number tens just, floating I around. I just thought of something. We, remember how um, Bentner got released by Wolfsburg? Oh, no, let's go, go for Bentner. No, let's, let's go for no, Bentner. No, 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 no. You're just saying that because you're, you're a Spurs talking, fan. You're talking enough shit. You're now, just so. saying that because you're a Spurs fan. Okay, uh, he's a living legend. That's it for this week's podcast. I'm not going to do a song. Uh, we might be back to. Do Euros, Joshua, and do Euros, mate? Oh, I'm definitely keen on doing Euros because I'll probably watch every game. Luke, if you're not keen, football okay. fix. It's up to you, buddy. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't. Will anyone listen to it? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, does we'll does do anyone, anyway. does anyone listen fun. to? Th- does anyone listen to this? This will get zero listens, I guarantee. I oh, know your mum will listen. I'll I'll listen back maybe three times. Yeah, that'll just get to hit, up. just to just to laugh at us because how bad we are. All right, well, thank you for tuning in uh, all this season. We do appreciate it. If Thanks you got this far, oh. you need a medal. <laughs> we'll send you out a uh, congratulationary. We get a, um, you get a hug from the B-grade celebrity. <laughs> the signed autograph. <laughs> signed photo. All right, it's, uh, thank you for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Please come back next season. Yes. Uh, thanks for listening to uh, everyone that's you know stuck with us. We are... Uh, we're, we're nothing special. We just love the club. Um, this is for the fans to uh, hopefully uh, we got across our points and you agree with them or you disagree with them. Tell us if you if you did or you don't. So, uh, yep, I've had a lot of fun doing this. Um, Shut up. Definitely okay. be kind of doing All it right, again. We'll be back Thank next you. Year. Bye.